welcome to episode 6 of the Sweet Spot on a Farm podcast. It is the first episode of 2018 and I'm going to just quickly tell you what this podcast is about in case it's your first episode and you have absolutely no idea. And after that I will let you listen to someone way more interesting than I am. So in this podcast I'm basically just taking you on a journey on which we learn about healthy eating, farming, healthy food production, what makes healthy food healthy and why, and everything and anything related to vegetables and well-being and food. We will learn a lot about food. Um, I've been learning about healthy food and lifestyle for quite a long time on my own, for my own benefit, but there are always new things to learn and doing it by myself has become quite a bit boring. So I've decided to do it slightly differently from books and workshops to farms, plant-based cafes, workplaces and homes of those in the wellness and healthy food industry. And I decided to take anyone who will listen on the journey with me. So jump on board and let's learn some useful stuff to keep us all healthy. Hopefully we can even have some fun on the way. Occasionally you might even win some cool and sometimes even tasty prizes. And that's it. Let's kickstart the new year with some raw food tips from my next guest. Now my guest today is somebody I was dying to talk to for quite a while. We finally managed to schedule in a session and today I'm talking to uh, somebody who introduced me to raw diet and that somebody is Barbara Favish from Eat Raw Feel Great. Hello Barbara. Hello Susanna. <laughs> and Barbara's just making herself comfortable <laughs> taking her shoes off. We're sitting in Barbara's cottage um, in front of a fire here in wonderful surroundings near Strangford Lock. And it's absolutely gorgeous here today. And we're just after absolutely delicious lunch prepared by Barbara. We went for a walk, but when we arrived, we did something crazy. Well, Barbara did. I just couldn't do it. We went for a swim in Strongford Lock. Barbara, you've been doing this crazy swimming thing for quite a while. Do you want to tell me a little bit of why do you do it? How often do you do it? And what led you to start doing this? Well, I always swam with a friend, but we, we used to swim into November and then stop till maybe June. But... Last Christmas Day, the swim was so pleasurable. We thought, well, we'll just keep doing this. So we've done that through... A, so this is the first year we've done it throughout the whole year. And it, then, of course, the whole Wim Hof thing became popular. And um, and we realised how good it was for us. It's also... It builds up your resilience because even though you don't want to do it, you just make yourself do it. Um, so it means that you can cope with lots of the vicissitudes of life. And it, it is pleasurable and you feel great afterwards. And it, it's very easy for me because I just have to go half a mile down the road. I did actually hear from somebody a while back that it has a really positive impact on mental health. I, I don't know whether you know anyone or whether you... No, I've, I've, I've read about that, yeah. It definitely didn't make my feet feel very happy. <laughs> I did. I was ready to go and do it with, with Barbara, but I just couldn't. I, I put my feet in and my whole foot completely froze and I could feel the pain in my bones and I just couldn't. But I'd like to build up to it. Maybe if I did that once a week, I could build up to mm -hmm. it. The next time it would be maybe above my ankles and mm -hmm. then... 
to my knees. But fair play to you. I have so many questions for you. So I did um, a workshop with you about four or five years ago. And it really um, gave me something that I didn't have in my diet before. And that was eating more raw. And it had incredibly positive impact um, on, on my health. Ever since your workshop, I, a, I bought a dehydrator. I introduced a lot more raw foods in my diet. And now I think about 80% of what I eat is raw. And I can't thank you enough for that. Because your food is absolutely delicious i could never imagine uh, raw foods being so so varied like the flavors are incredible the freshness of everything you prepare mm. it's just amazing and it smells so gorgeous it even the smell just makes you want to eat it but i i believe that you weren't always a raw chef and you weren't always eating mm. um, raw foods what did you do before you became a raw chef Oh, well, I was a textile artist and I was uh, I was an IT for a while, I was a secretary. So variety of professions. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what was your diet like? Were you always inclined into healthy eating? or? Well, what I thought was healthy, yeah. So I didn't eat meat but I, or chicken, but I ate fish mainly for to make myself socially acceptable. And a lot of carbohydrates, a lot of bread potatoes, rice, that kind of thing, all washed down with copious amounts of red wine. And cheese, I'd eat a lot of cheese and dairy, you know, because I thought, oh, I'm vegetarian, I need my dairy. When did you change all that, or how did you even come to know about raw foods, and what made you change your eating? Well, I had very bad arthritis, which was affecting my quality of life and making me feel old. And I don't do pain. So I was always trying... I don't do pharmaceuticals. So I was always looking for a natural um, solution to the arthritis. So I read in the vegetarian magazine about Andrew Davis, who'd cured his arthritis with a raw food diet. And he'd started the raw food school. This was about 11 years ago. And so I booked myself on the next course. And the food was so delicious, especially his... Um, macadamia and dill dip and the crackers and especially his strawberry cheesecake I thought this is fantastic because I love food and I love eating oh my god strawberry cheesecake like years ago I couldn't even imagine that you can make cheesecake and not put it in the oven that's incredible we actually talked about it at lunch there's so many desserts and, and great foods that you really don't need to you don't need to put in the oven you don't need to bake you don't need to boil it's absolutely incredible so you went on a course and what happened after uh well i i changed my diet radically and i went on a lot of detoxes and was it an overnight thing or did you have to take time to think about it no no no. i'm not that kind of person no no, no. i'm an all or nothing kind of person <laughs> So straight into it. Yeah. Went yeah. home, threw everything out of the cupboards. Yeah. Let's start. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That that's what I did. Only when I threw everything out of my cupboards, I sat on the floor and I cried <laughs> because <laughs> I had no idea what to eat. Yeah. But you obviously, having been on the course, you probably had a fair. I idea. had a better idea. Yeah. Unfortunately, there was a lot of dried. It did have a lot of dried fruit in it, so I didn't quite understand the implication of sugars at that time, but. I was lucky I got into raw food at a time when it was all fairly new, so I was able to go on 
workshops with Russell James, the raw chef. He doesn't do them anymore. It's all online. I went on a retreat with David Wolf, who talked to us for three hours every day for five days. I mean, now he kind of goes around with bodyguards. I was lucky to get access to people that you wouldn't do now and um, I went on retreats I went uh, I went to Hippocrates for three weeks in Florida where they had lectures every day Monday to Friday from like 10 in the morning to six at night and I think I went to every single one that sounds amazing <laughs> so why would you encourage people to go raw well I think the important message is that you don't have to go 100% raw 100% raw is the best healing diet so if you want to heal yourself, then 100% raw is is the way to go. Um, but that frightens people, and also they assume that they'll have to do it for the rest of their life, that they'll never be able to have anything cooked again or um, have a plate of pasta or whatever. But there's a big difference between a healing diet and, and, a, and a maintenance diet. So the healing diet gets the body back into balance. And once it's back into balance, then you can slowly introduce things that um, you'd like to include in your diet, make it more varied, because a healing diet's quite narrow and focused, and see what your body will tolerate and see what you like, because once you've cleaned out your body, your body just will not tolerate dirty food or food that's been processed or isn't fresh or has been sprayed. It'll just go, please, you must be joking. So what does it do? What do you reckon it does to people when they go on a raw or when they introduce more raw foods into their diet? What's the benefit? Well, raw food has more life in it because it hasn't been cooked to hell and back. If it's got more life in it, when you eat it, you have more life. You just feel better. You look better. Your skin clears up. Your digestion is more regular. Um, and it also is lighter on your body. It's much easier on your body. Um, as long as you prepare it in the right way and, and you eat foods that are easily digestible. So you've been on to all those courses and retreats and seminars and... Now you offer your own workshops. Yeah. What made you to run these workshops and how did you develop it? Do you, do you do the same workshops now as you did, say, four or five years ago? And what could one expect from coming mm. onto your workshop? Well, I started them because um, when I chased my dad, I went everywhere with my own food. So, of course, then you offer it to people who are around you. And people said to me, oh, that food's so amazing, Bob. If you ever did workshops, please let us know because we want to learn how to make that food. So that's really why I started it. Um, on the courses, I usually have a variety of things, juices, smoothies, salads, desserts, snack foods, because, you know, we live in a world of snacky food. Um, detox drinks, um, so a good variety of things, all with organic, freshly bought vegetables and, and ingredients. And my emphasis is on uh, very low glycemic because I was very allergic to sugar, so I didn't realise it. I would use stevia or yacon syrup as sweeteners mainly because um, yacon syrup only has a glycemic index of 1%. Liquid stevia has a, has a glycemic index of zero. And that's very important to get your sugar, blood sugars balanced. And then you just feel so much better. And it also balances out your whole 
your whole emotional state and your body. So that's one thing that maybe sets me apart from from other raw recipe books. How it differs from when I first started is um, through Dervla Reynolds and Sandor Katz, I would ferment a lot more food and drinks. So I definitely always include making sauerkraut just to show people how easy, quick and easy it is and how wonderful it tastes. Um, also let them try other fermented foods like fermented ginger, fermented tomatoes are out of this world. Um, I also include foraging because I have, I've created a forest garden in my garden which is mainly perennial vegetables. Apart from the, the deepest winter months I can take people out into my garden and we can pick food and I let them taste it and let them taste plants that they may have in their own garden but they never thought were edible, something like hostas, something like ice plant, even weeds that they would normally try to poison or kill or get rid of in their garden. I try to encourage them not to do that because the whole thing about wild foods is that they grow under any conditions, any climatic conditions. Um, They don't care and they'll grow anywhere. And no matter how much you poison them or try to dig them out, they will always come back every year, come hell or high water. And that's because they have very strong immune systems and we absorb the immune systems of the food we eat. So including some dandelions in your smoothie, in your salad, um, chickweed, I mean, it's just going to make a huge difference um, to your immune system and it doesn't cost anything and I said another point is if you eat the weeds that grow around your house they have the immune system that you need to live in your environment you mentioned the dandelion and I remember when I was um, a child growing up in my grandmother's house she used to have this big garden and I remember every year we would pick out the dandelions because we assumed them to be weeds mm. and we would pick them and get rid of them mm. and now I pay absolute fortune regularly <laughs> for dandelion leaf tea and mm. dandelion root coffee how bizarre is that and had we known that, you know, I mean, we did forage and, and we did make things like linden uh, flower tea and we would pick uh, chamomile and we would pick mint. But for some reason, we would throw out dandelions. And now I'm just thinking back, why the heck did we do that? It's meant mm. to be so good for you. It is. It cleanses the liver and the kidneys. Your courses, do you do, um, where do you do your courses actually? You do them at, in your my, at my home in Strangford, yeah. Um, how many people can you fit in for one course, or do you do just one-to-ones? I do one-to-ones, but if I'm having a demonstration, um, I usually like to have no more than six because it it just means that everybody can have their questions answered. How do people book? Do they have to have a group of six people to book with you, or no, can they book individually? No, no, they can book individually. What is the best way to book into one of your courses? To call me or email me. So my number and my email will be on my website, eatrawfeelgreat.co.uk. We'll get back to it, but anybody who's listening, if you are interested in booking onto one of Barbara's um, courses, go onto Barbara's website and check out. Actually, Barbara has some really cool recipes on her website. 
website too, so you can have a nosy and you can try them out. You mentioned to me you're going on to some really exciting course soon. Mm. What is it? Well, it's a six-day plant-based chef and well-being leadership course run by the Wild Food Cafe in Covent Garden. Okay, do you know what's going to be covered? Well, it's going to be plant-based food preparation and, um, you know, the principles of being a professional chef and, say, if you're going to be a chef for a retreat or just more skills, really, because I'm just an amateur, an enthusiastic amateur. <laughs> that sounds quite intense, though, six days. Is it yeah. like a full-time? It's nine to five every day, yeah. Oh, wow. That and then the evening, amazing. we're supposed to go out to all the raw food restaurants in London and go around the markets, yeah. I would love to do something like that. That sounds amazing. Well, I hope you bring back some new knowledge and, and yeah, you'll sure. have some new recipes to mm. look forward to. Well, I'm definitely enthusiastic about this, because if anybody who's listening never ate anything made by Barbara you're missing out because her food is absolutely delicious and if it's going to be even more tasty after she gets back from the course then I don't know that actually uh, reminds me um, I meant to ask you how do you come up with your recipes well a lot of them um, maybe somebody else's recipe but then I take the sugar out or I substitute one thing for another and I usually simplify them because if you look at recipes that are written by chefs, chefs feel obliged to have as many ingredients as possible, which often puts people off. Mm. And um, it took me a, a while to figure out that you actually don't need all those ingredients. So I simplify, cut out the sugar, and some of my best recipes have been when I haven't had the ingredients that are in the recipe and I've had to change it somewhat or I've done something by mistake so yeah or, and also you just kind of see what you've got in the house or what you've got in the garden and make something and, and it works out really well but the most important thing for anything is you have the freshest ingredients that have of the highest quality without a good ingredients you can forget it doesn't matter how good the recipe uh, the recipe is well talking about food and recipes do you have a favorite vegetable I love greens fresh from the garden and because I have so many green plants growing and edible green plants growing in my garden and it changes all year round, it's just you go out and pick maybe six or eight different leaves and some fresh herbs and make a salad. There's nothing tastes better in the whole world with some olive oil and lemon juice. Do, do you have a favourite recipe with any particular greens that you could no, share? No, I think just just fresh greens and served within 15 minutes of when they're picked because after 15 minutes, virtually all the goodness is gone. And the okay. secret is to get them fresh, fresh, fresh. So if people don't have anything like that growing in their garden, what can they do? They can grow things in tubs, in window boxes. What would grow like that, actually? Anything. Anything. <laughs> I'm lucky, obviously, because I've got space so I can let things go to seed. So a lot of my ground cover in my forest garden is land cress and corn salad and wild rocket and parsley and Russian kale. All of those seed profusely so I let them go to seed and everywhere gets a bit messy and then I might cut them back and I throw them on the compost heap so if I take say take a fish box from the beach fish boxes are great for growing green things in 
and because my compost now is so full of seeds all I have to do is fill it full of compost my compost heap and wait and it'll all come up and there'll be fennel in there and you know maybe a few things I don't want there'll probably be a few might be a few dandelions but there'll be the corn salad the parsley the um, Russian kale and you can just slip it slip away and make the most gorgeous salads. It's much easier probably when you have an outdoor space because I did try to grow a few things indoors. Yeah. And I spent so much money on like the best plant pots and you know watering systems yeah. and it just doesn't work. They yeah. just don't like wild plants, mm. wild greens just don't like the indoors. It has to be outside. Mm. You can have a balcony I suppose. Would you make friends with somebody who has an allotment or a garden. Oh, allotment, yeah, I suppose. Because anybody who grows vegetable has a glut of something or other. Or even, I suppose, if you have a little balcony or a really wide windowsill yeah. outside, yeah. you can probably put the crate of some sort Or outside. even just fresh herbs, because fresh herbs always just add freshness to a meal, no mm. matter what it is, cooked or raw. Yeah. So chai, I do spend parsley. an absolute fortune on fresh herbs from the market every week. And I'd really love to grow my own. In an apartment without a balcony, mm. it's just not happening. <laughs> Loads of greens, mint, olive oil, lemon juice. Yeah. Salt. Yeah. That's it. It's as simple as that. If people wanted to taste a bit of your food and get into some raw foods, where can they find you and um, see your demonstration and taste your food? I'm doing the lunch at a health seminar um, at the Loch Ness Discovery Centre. Um, John Jueski, who comes over from England for every year, is very, very knowledgeable. And if you're interested in health, then that would be a must. You can look at details on my website. Um, the following Sunday, there's a health fair in Downpatrick where I'll have samples and be giving a talk. That sounds really interesting. So um, I actually do have the details to... John's seminars on the Sweet Spot Facebook page as well. So either on Barbara's website or you can look it up on the Sweet Spot. It is a really good seminar. John does it every year um, and Barbara provides the lunch and the lunch is just out of the world. So if you are interested in health, you should get yourself a ticket. And the health fair sounds really interesting. Well, it only started last year, but it was so successful it's moved to another venue. So it's um, health professionals from around the Downpatrick area. Uh, they're also throwing in a bit of craft this year, but um, there's anything from reflexology to massage to um, crystals and uh, Reiki. I'm not quite sure who's going this year, but there'll be a good variety of interesting people to meet and they have some taster sessions as well and I'll have some food to taste. Is it an indoor fair then? Yes, it's um, at the um, Great Hall in the Downshire Hospital. Where can people find the details to that? I'll put something up my, on my Facebook page. Okay, so guys, if you want to see Barbara in the health fair, uh, keep an eye out on, on her Facebook page. Find Eater of Your Grades on Facebook or check out her website and soon you should be able to find the details there. If we persuaded you to try a bit of raw foods, do look up Barbara's website and book book um, a workshop with her because it really is worth it. And as I said, uh, we can find some recipes 
in there that you can try out. They're not that difficult. They're very simple, few ingredients. Anybody can do it and it tastes absolutely delicious. If I can do it, anyone can. Thank you very much, Barbara, for lunch, for the walk and for the talk. And um, I'll see you at John's seminar. Thanks okay, very much. many thanks, Susanna. Cheers. Bye. Bye. That's not a bad start to 2018, right? If you are in Northern Ireland and have even a little interest in healthy plant-based cuisine, I cannot recommend Barbara's workshop enough. Her food is so delicious. It's just a taste but experience you need to have. And I love her matter-of-fact attitude, which is quite inspiring, you know. And there really is no excuse not to add more fresh and raw foods into our life. But everyone needs to start somewhere. You know, we, we all have different uh, backgrounds and we all have different eating habits and we all have different reasons for changing and breaking those habits and learn something new. Everyone's view on what is healthy eating is different. Danny Oro uh, mentioned in one of our previous podcasts, there is no size fits all. Everyone needs to figure out what works for them. But the main thing is to include lots of different vegetables and plants and raw foods in our diet as possible because that's where the goodness is. As for Barbara's uh, recipe and wild greens, I have tasted her freshly picked salad and there is nothing better to put on your plate as a side dish. You can even smell the goodness, I swear. The freshness of just picked greens and herbs cannot be substituted by any bought produce, even if it's from organic farmers. Growing wild greens and herbs is definitely the way to go. Now I did say that unless you have an outdoor space, this is not going to happen. But if there is someone out there who's listening and who managed to crack it and grow some herbs and greens indoors, please, please get in touch either by joining our Facebook podcast group, The Sweet Spot on a Farm, or like The Sweet Spot Facebook page, or simply email me at thesweetspot at gmail.com and tell me how you did it, because I would love to hear a good grow your own story and I'd love to learn something new. So if you can grow some wild greens and fresh herbs indoors, please let me know, share with me how you did it, share with all of us how you did it, because I'm sure there are more people with no way of growing anything outdoors, and we want to know how it's done. Barbara's wild greens salad recipe um, can be downloaded as a PDF from the file section on our Facebook group. So look out for the sweet spot on a farm, join in and go to the file section. There are many more recipes from previous podcasts that you can download. I will also share as a JPEG on Instagram, Twitter and the sweet spot Facebook page. So either way you can get the recipe if you didn't manage to write it down. Now many of my own recipes are pretty much inspired by Barbara's approach and her food and you can find some of them in the Sweet Spot cookbook. Talking of which, one of the upcoming events Barbara mentioned is John Jozefsky's seminar it is on Saturday, 27th of January, so mark it in your diary. 
both Barbara and I will be there so you can purchase the book there. It's at the Discovery Center in Oxford Island and the seminars on brain health, cancer prevention and blood sugar diet. Barbara is providing the lunch so you'll have an amazing opportunity to taste Barbara's delicious raw food. If you have an open mind and would like to learn something about how you can take your own health into your own hands, then come and join us. I believe that the tickets are £25 for the full day or 30 at the door if you don't order beforehand, plus extra £10 for Barbara's lunch. To book your tickets, you can do it either online at feelgoodalkalinehealth.co.uk or get onto either Barbara's website or Facebook page or the Sweet Spud's social media. There is a poster and on that poster you will find a phone number and email address for Roisin Cairns who will also be at the seminar doing a talk on putting you in touch with your own healing. She's a great friend of mine and hopefully also one of our future podcast guests. Barbara also mentioned health fair in Downpatrick. It's on 4th of February and you can find more details on Barbara's website and social media. I will also be putting up some details on my own page because I'm joining the crowd and I will have my own stall there too. So pop in and say hello. I'll be selling my cookbook and offering some free samples so you can taste some raw treats suitable for celiacs and diabetics. Barbara's going to be there offering her samples of her wonderful foods and she's also going to be doing a little talk about um, raw diet. So if you're interested, definitely get yourself in there. And I believe that's enough self-promotion for today. Before I say goodbye, I want to share another recipe from Barbara with you. Um, This is not one of hers, but it's a salad that she served with our lunch. And I loved it so much that Barbara kindly gave me the recipe. It's from River Cottage Veg by Hugh Fernley Whitingstall. I have absolutely no idea if I pronounce it correctly. And I do apologize if I didn't. Um, You can find this recipe online at www.rivercottage.net slash recipes. It's the Asian-inspired coleslaw and you only need a handful of ingredients, one bunch of spring onions trimmed and sliced, uh, four medium carrots peeled and one small white cabbage if you can get your ingredients organic. That's not everything. Um, there is a dressing. Now the dressing is very important because that dressing is what makes the salad so delicious. So for the dressing you need two tablespoons of soy sauce, one tablespoon of clear honey. If you're diabetic I can highly recommend yacon syrup um, or you can just use liquid stevia. You'll need one garlic clove finely chopped, one tablespoon finely chopped fresh ginger, two tablespoons white wine vinegar or rice vinegar. Now I just use apple cider vinegar. Two tablespoons of toasted sesame seed oil and two tablespoons of olive oil. To finish, uh, just a handful of fresh coriander and some lime juice. Now, how do you make it? Um, You'll put the sliced spring onions into a large bowl. You cut the carrots into fine julienne with a mandolin or just grate them coarsely and add to the bowl. If you have a food processor, I just 
put it in a food processor. Then remove any blemished outer leaves from the cabbage, quarter it, cut away the core and shred the leaves as finely as you can. Again, you can use a food processor. That's what I did. Then combine all your vegetables in the bowl and for the dressing, whisk all the ingredients together, making sure the honey is dissolved. Pour the dressing over the vegetables and toss thoroughly. Then leave for 10 to 20 minutes to soften. Serve the coleslaw scattered with coriander and sprinkled with a few squeezes of lime juice. Now, the way I make the dressing is because I'm naturally lazy and I have a really good blender. I just put all the ingredients into a blender and with it for just 30 seconds, done. If you have a good blender, do it that way. It's way easier. I do recommend this salad. I made it twice already and I just can't get enough of it. It's delicious, it's really fresh. You can eat it as a side with anything. And I actually, when I'm package, I just eat it straight from the bowl. And that's it for now. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Have fantastic two weeks. Try some raw foods and more importantly, stay healthy. Until next time. Bye. As every week, your host is myself, Susanna from The Sweet Spot. Music by Mark J. Adair and artwork by Gemma O'Hagan. Thank you for listening. Thank you.